tell me about it. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. You're with Gemma and Holly. Um, this is just our little intro to give you a bit of a taste and a bit of background towards us. Holly, you take it away. Hi guys, so I'm Holly and I grew up here on the coast with my brother and my parents. Um, Gemma and I met when we were quite young in high school. We went to different schools but seemed to end up at the same parties together. And then we eventually convinced each other to do the same course at uni, which was a Bachelor of Biomedical Science. So Gemma went off and did something different and I was a bit <laughs> confused and stayed. And I ended up graduating with my major in clinical measurement and my minor in anatomy and physiology and embryology because I clearly can't decide. <laughs> um, I travelled for nine months afterwards to the UK with my partner Michael and now I'm a dental assistant which I love and I am engaged with two kitty cats and I get to get married next year. So that's me. Post-edit realisation, I'd like to say that I'm engaged to a human called Michael, <laughs> not my two cats. <laughs> All right, so um, I'm Gemma. I grew up um, in Toowoomba and then moved to the coast when I was about 11 years old. So I went to a public high school on the coast, um, then left after grade 12 and studied a Bachelor of Biomedical Science with Holly for about a year and then had a mental break and decided to study environmental science which i graduated with um a major in environmental science so shockingly didn't know how majors and minors worked with that one um, i focused a lot on uh biogeography during my degree and marine science so then i went on to work a little bit at a sand mine and then studied a graduate diploma in high school education. So I now work as a high school science and maths teacher. Uh, currently I'm married and I've got my one and a half year old son and then another one on the way. So keeping myself busy whilst working. Um, and we live out in a rural coastal hinterland. All right, to get you started for this intro episode, we are just going to randomly select uh, two topics. So the randomlist.com is helping us out today and it's going to select two topics. We're then going to go away and find five facts about them to then tell each other. So the whole point of this episode is just so that you get a bit of a idea about what we're like together. We... Uh, ramble and go on to heaps of different little side notes um, so you get to see what we're like. Uh, we'll take it away. So two topics. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> 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 All right, so the random rerun, it's picked cricket and motherhood. <laughs> Perfect. Very similar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, which one do you want to do? I'm going to go cricket. You're going to go cricket? It's because she knows <laughs> Motherhood. All right. My cats don't count. <laughs> All right. Uh, be right back. We'll find our five facts. All righty. So my one was cricket, and I looked it up, and it turns out cricket is just that boring. So. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> We've just lost a huge amount of. Everyone in Australia and England is dying. <laughs> So the most interesting thing that I found was that rain and bad light are two most common causes for pausing or suspending the game. 
Which I thought was interesting. How do you judge bad luck? Like, is it dark? Is it bad time? Yeah, it must be that if it's too dark, they you go. You don't have 20-20 vision? <laughs> have you ever tried to catch a ball? <laughs> I can't catch a ball in general. <laughs> Quite difficult. The other thing was women had been playing cricket as far back as the 1700s. Villages in England would have their own local tournaments and they would verse other villages. And the prizes would include lace gloves and barrels of ale. Oh, for these women. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it look lit. <laughs> be glam and just get drunk. Yeah, that's it. It just shows priority in those days. We're just like, I need some nice finger puppets. It's but not money, also... but you'll look great. Yeah. <laughs> and then I decided that I'm going to talk about the animal. <laughs> Two facts on the sport. Two facts it's on the sport. It's been going for how cricket. long? Since the 1700s. I think the 1600s. <laughs> you got two facts on the sport. It wasn't right. even one mention of Donald Bradman. <laughs> All right, so this is, this is kind of cool. You probably know this, but I don't. Crickets don't have lungs and they can't breathe through their mouths or nostrils. Instead, they take uh, air through a series of small holes on the side of their bodies called spiracles spiracles i didn't know that which just makes them freaky as hell that's is that why they make the sound oh i think that's their wings oh okay i'm actually not do they have wings (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm gonna need to look up more about them (laughs) okay but the good thing is they only last eight to ten weeks that's their whole life cycle oh okay (laughs) their three life cycles which is my last fun fact is egg nymph and adult And having a life cycle called nymph is just hilarious to me. What? Oh, yes. I've like, been watching Puberty Blues. No, and I they call everyone nympho. Oh, do they? Oh, well, I think it's a bit different. I think when it's you're not that you don't want, like, the semi-larval uh, crickets. It's it's different. Uh, children, it, it's not fun to call someone a nympho. It's okay. not nice. <laughs> It, it reckons that they, yeah, they don't enter a pupil stage because they have incomplete metamorphosis, but they hatch from the egg looking like adult crickets. Mm. So they don't have that weird preteen. Can relate. <laughs> My son came out looking like 85 years old. He's Benjamin Button. 100% Benjamin Button. <laughs> he is a cricket. <laughs> I'll just say that he had incomplete metamorphosis <laughs> when he's older. Oh, All right. So awesome. All right, my go. So I have some fun facts about the science of motherhood because I wasn't too interested in going on about, like, human motherhood because Uh that, for me, is sort of, like, boring. As as a mother herself. (laughs) Maybe it's my life. But, like, you know, you sit on Instagram and then once you're doing something, it just keeps telling you just how awesome you are for being a mother because you, like, (laughs) produce all these things and whatever and Life. so oh whatever like i've already got i know i'm great um so some facts about motherhood in general not specifically humans so a blue whale produces 50 gallons of milk per day holy yeah that's a lot of milk that's a lot of milk that's so much milk anyway and so my next fact is that um humans and mammals mums carry their babies predominantly on the left side and they think no way. yeah they think it's because of like the way that your brain set out is that you hold it towards the like left hand bias sort of thing wow and so they say 
The brain's right hemisphere is also where emotions are processed, so holding and observing the baby on the left can help transmit social info to the right side more effectively. Anyway, I was just like, whatever, whatever. And then it said that they observed some walrus mums and the walrus mums were keeping their babies on the left-hand side as it was swimming through the waves and stuff. That's wild. And so I was like... Okay. It's and clear thing. It's the same for flying foxes. Mums, oh. they'll dangle their babies on the left. Oh. That's, that's actually so cute. really cute. And then as soon as I read it, I was like thinking about where I hold Albie and I was like Surely it's the left. It yeah. is the left. So damn, I think the right. right you can't jut your hip in. <laughs> that's it. You just look at my spine. That <laughs> that'll be great. Um, okay, so the next one. Um, so it was talking about how mums get really aggro when they're protecting their young. And it's, um, they were talking about mother mooses with charging grizzly bears and things like that. And then, um, squirrel mums go and like, they respond to, if you make sounds of a rattlesnake, it'll like get really vicious and attack. Anyway, and then it was saying that they'd make extra risks just to protect their young and so in a 2017 lab experiment the rat mums who were like viciously protecting (laughs) it's always on the rats um (laughs) the the rat mums that were protecting their young then stopped attacking the threat once the oxytocin was um stopped so they think that the whole like maternal saving your baby is all about the oxytocin and if you have like massive reduction in your oxytocin then you won't protect your young as much <gasps> that's so interesting yeah i Ooh. was like okay <laughs> just leave it by itself yeah it well happens. it makes you like think if you have like some hormonal issues where you're not producing enough oxytocin yeah will you have different maternal and anyway whatever moving on okay <laughs> different topic different day <laughs> <laughs> i can't remember how many facts i'm up to anyway i'll do two more <laughs> Um, so the fact says mums have been using bottles for a really long time. So they found ancient clay vessels from child graves in Germany and they found the residue of hoofed animals and identified the vessels as primitive baby bottles dating back more than 7,000 years. Wait, so they were milking animals animals way back then? Yeah. That's so interesting. Hoofed animals, yeah. And so they they looked like, um, in bronze and iron age, they looked more round and spouted bowls, or some might say breasts. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then some of them had like animal feet and stuff on them, I'm guessing, to show. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, the last one is uh, talking about how um, there's a lot of <laughs> bugs that feed themselves to their babies. Oh. Um, That's generous. So it says one type of earwig mum gives her all her hatched offspring completely consume their mother, a chilling process called matrophagy. (laughs) And I was like... And that's enough for me today. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't eat me. Yeah, like, oh, that anything with bugs just makes me It must be instinctual. And yucky. Because, like, how do I never eat their mum? I don't... And where is the dad? Where is the dad? <laughs> <laughs> He's at the pub. <laughs> oh, dear. Michael, you're in trouble. Okay. <laughs>
thanks for joining us this week on Tell Me About It. Next week, we'll have Gemma up for her first topic, which is... Diatoms. Ooh. So we'll talk to you soon about that. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye.